Let's keep that. I I'm serious. <laughs> Don't delete that. <laughs> huh. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Where don't who they wanna be now? Yeah. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff vs. the World Presents, a Lovecraft Country Review. And like always, I have my co-host here, Tiffany. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Hope the same for you. I'm doing good. Uh, we almost there. We are at episode number seven. This episode was entitled I Am. And as we had said last week, or as you let everybody know, this was pretty much going to be um, Hippolyta's episode. Uh, mm -hmm. I think this has become my favorite episode now. Uh, I, I will say it's second. I, I still, episode three, Holy Ghost is like my top right now. But yes, this is second favorite yeah. so far. This moved into my first. Uh episode three has taken a turn for number two. But irregardless, you know, rewatching that can all change. I just know I really enjoyed this episode. I only got a chance to watch it once, but the story that they were telling, especially with Hippolyta and her journey and I guess her taking the back seat to Uncle George. And discovering herself um in this universe if you want to call it or multiple universes or we'll say the multiverse <laughs> uh was really interesting i thought they did a really good job with it uh what's your what are your first initial thoughts um i immediately took this episode as the epitome of black girl magic that 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 hashtag that has been around and stayed around and just that independence that black women, um, and that's what we specifically going to talk about. I know other women go through things too, but for black women specifically, just having that identity of being the caretaker, the nurturer for everyone else and bearing that strength on our backs and losing ourselves within that and losing our identity, this episode plays into that um re reuniting yourself with yourself <laughs> that's that's the way that's the best way that i can put it it's just understanding that despite the roles that you may play mother wife um provider whatever nurturer you are still an individual and i think this episode you know played very well played that out very well to the audience as far as hippolyta you know, recognizing who she is at her core and who she will always be. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can even say it any better than that, but we did have some other uh, pieces moving in this project, especially, uh, in, especially in the beginning. Uh, we got to see basically, I think 
and I could be wrong, but how do I want to say this? Ish. Okay, I got my thoughts together now. I think I know how I want to say this. We got a chance to see um, Tisha's sister. Uh, what's her name? No, Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. We got to see her and Christina uh, basically talking and she telling her that, you know, William and the other white lady were basically actually real people, but, you know, she learned the magic so she could become and, you know, take on their forms whenever she needed to or use their forms whenever she needed to. But Ruby seems like now, at this point, instead of learning stuff week by week, she just wants to know everything right now. Just tell her everything. Because, yeah, she's tired of finding out things. <laughs> she is tired of finding out things uh, every day. Like, no, just tell me what the fuck is going on right now. And I thought they got that uh, piece or got that uh, part of the show moving so that I guess later on or in the next couple of episodes, we'll see like Ruby's kind of hip to everything right now. She she has an idea, at least what Christina's telling her. She may not know the whole thing, but she has an idea about what's going on around her. And I think that's good because now we have everybody like basically – in this world, in this world that this like is not normal. It's magic, it's wizards, it's concoctions, it's all this stuff going on around you. It's space time movement and all this stuff. And everybody's involved. Nobody's like on the outside now. Uh I thought that was a, a really good small little piece because I feel like we're gonna see Ruby play a significant role uh before this season ends. What about you? Yeah, I mean, um, I appreciated they picked up right where they left off from last episode. Um, I think the bigger takeaway for me with Ruby and Christina interacting and Christina giving that background that, you know, William really was dead and he really was a a real person in her life. It kind of put Christina in a different light. Like, you, it's interesting that she's not 100% a villain. Um, I think it's interesting that she's even in herself as a woman was realizing that I don't have to prove myself to my father. I don't have to, you know, make myself feel like I gotta be, you know, a part of the boy crew and the boy club and her empowering. So I thought it was my biggest takeaway was that it was like, I was kind of looking at her like, okay, she's not that as bad as I thought she was. And I think Ruby is looking at her as that too. And, that that conflict of I had sex with you and I'm I was feeling William and Christina was like you may have been having sex with him but those were my words so I think there may be some either partnership or relationship to come out of this I'm not sure I don't I don't see Ruby turning away anytime soon yeah I think Christina has feelings she actually has feelings for Ruby um what else did we get <laughs> what else did we get this episode uh, um, I... Well, just generally speaking, like going in chronological order, I don't, you know, not going to touch on each um, ep- each scene, yeah. but just realizing that Tick and Letitia had the same dream. Um, they both saw Hannah, um, really didn't speak to, Le- to Letty, but interesting enough, we eventually find out that it's probably true that she's pregnant. Uh-oh. So... 
I think that's going to be an interesting little twist of it. She hasn't told Tick, of course. Um, and then just with both of them realizing, like, wait a minute, if we're seeing the same dream, Hannah, which is his, I guess, great-great-grandmother, um, she's trying to tell us something. And then they realize that they're, the book of names, that she took it out of the mansion. So that created a twist of, okay, we, we can hunt the whole book, you know, forget some pages that Christina want, you know. So I think that's going to be a, you know, interesting aspect as far as catching up with what is it ticks mother's side of the family yeah. to try to hunt down th- this um this book um the other thing and we can just go into the bigger scene before we get into hippolyta is the morning after <laughs> with montrose um i think this was a very very um much needed scene um we, the audience, already knew that Montrose and Sammy were, you know, engaged and involved. Um, They're but a couple. It's, inter- it, it's interesting to see that Montrose is still having issues with this. He was trying to find everything wrong with the little breakfast that Sammy made, and Sammy won't have it. Yeah, that was, and, that was fucked up. I was like, he, what set him off, I think, was, oh, your neighbor saw, saw me. But it was at the bus stop because he was like, oh, let me try to push him away. Montrose is like, all right, it's time to try to push him out of my life because, yeah, it's getting too close to home. Yeah. And so, of course, we have the the, the climatic, you know, running out the door and he grabbed him with half a shirt on. And here come Tick and Letty because they're trying to get some family history, having no clue as to what went on the previous night. Um, and it was, it, it was hurtful on, you know, both sides. Cause I can only, cause even, even as children, even as adults, we don't, we don't like to have a concept of our parents' sexual life. So to not only be hit with my dad is standing here with a gay dude. So that means he's gay. What about my mama? What about me? What? So it was. A gut punch, I'm sure, as far as Tick could see it from his side, and then Montrose seeing it like I can't even excuse this. Like I can't even make up anything at this point. So it was, it was a a definite like turning point in their relationship, and it, it you know, it was it was heart wrenching to just see that. Like, this is why you beat me when Tick was talking about it. He was yeah. like, you know, like in the alleyway, he was just like, this whole time he was whipping my ass because, you know, he could barely talk to Letty about it. And he was like, I fooled myself thinking that he loved me. And that's why he did it. But it was really because he was fighting his demons. And so don't know how that's going to play later on, but I thought that was a very, you know, important scene yeah because they casually came over to his house after whooping his ass and i was just like huh you just beat this <laughs> you just beat the shit out your daddy and you coming over like hey well you know i, I know some time passed because his his eyes together now because that eye was closed the last time we saw it so time has moved on but it's still like oh, okay because he was just he was more angry like why y'all come here like, i guess he was thinking to himself like okay my son and cut ties with me so I can kind of do this, but you know, like I said, him with the whole neighbor seeing him uh, and all that stuff, he started freaking out and didn't, you know, try to find any way to push 
Sammy away from him. So yeah, but I thought um, I thought that was a good scene too. Just him, you know, feeling that hurt and that pain because you're realizing why you got all those beatings and why your father was so mean to you. And yeah, like you said, it's just a it's a gut punch. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a really good uh scene. Made you feel because yeah, so- that boy got the crying face down pat. <laughs> well, hopefully they they you know kind of circle back after I guess we you know quit fighting the wizards and everything and <laughs> you know really sit down and have a conversation. Um, but yeah, but it was interesting that you know even Letty in that point she got the information that they needed. You know, um, so at that point, Tick's plan was to go to St. Louis to find this I guess friend of his mother or cousin that survived the Tulsa riots. And if you guys don't know that, um, look that up. That's definitely a true story. I think that was in um, HBO's show Watchmen as well, the background to that. So, um, again, shout out to the writers to, you know, putting these history snippets in here. Um, I do want to mention before we deep dive into Hippolyta, um, we did see her at the beginning when she went to um, Devon County. I think that's where it was, where the Autumn Mansion and all that was. And, you know, out of all the rubble, she found the little comic that I animated. I thought that was like, okay, that's cute. But, you know, I doubt that we're <laughs> having that little piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, that shit would have blown away or caught on fire or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, but in the midst of that, you know, we see Hippolyta get back home and she figures out how to to work the um, Ori uh, based on, I, she threw it off the bed and then she realized in frustration how to really work it and she found these coordinates. So Tick and Letty had this whole plan to go get Woody, the station wagon, to get her to go to St. Louis. Wait. And Hippolyta, in, in, in no long story short, pretty much cussed him out at the window, like, get away from this car. It's mine. I'm going on a trip. Wait, okay, okay, okay. We got to circle back. We have to circle back. Because we never got anything of her saying, where the fuck did y'all go when we went to, uh, where did they go, Philadelphia? Where did they go on that trip? Oh, Boston. Boston. It, the- like, we never got that question so basically what i'm saying is it's still animosity it's still smoke she's still feeling a certain type of way so what made you think y'all would just go get this car like this yeah she said did did george put you in 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 charge of the travel guide she was like then back up (laughs) was like okay keep it moving yeah because ain't nothing you can say nothing you can say yeah so that that plan went out the window and Tick was like, well, we could catch the bus. But of course at the house, Ruby was there to babysit. So Letty kind of, you could kind of tell that she wanted to talk to her sister. I guess a couple of weeks have gone by since they really talked. Yeah. Cause she was um, like, where you been staying at? Yeah. So, um, that was nice to see that, that little interaction and her apologizing, you know, and just that sister, sister, let me ask you a question is that how you and your sisters apologize to each other it's never i'm sorry it's just some like well i guess you ain't as bad as mama (laughs) no um well you know me i i I dress things straight up so (laughs) it's usually i'm probably like ruby (laughs) like what when was the last time you even cared oh yeah okay oh you know what now that you say that you're exactly right 
so I, I think, but it's like sisters, like like me and my my own sister will say, you can't quit me. So that's kind of like Letty and Ruby. Like, I don't care how mad you get at me. I don't care how irritated, you know, I am of you. You can't quit me. So that's their relationship. And they, they helped each other growing up, dealing with their hustler mom. So, you know, yeah. I didn't I didn't think that was going to last forever. It was just a moment that Letty needed to check herself. So it was good. And moving on you know so glad to see that that happened between them mm-hmm. they needed that they absolutely needed that but now we have the we, we're we the audience know that ruby knows more than what her sister's telling her because she said because christina already told her you know it's about your family so she's mm-hmm. like wait a minute my family what family yeah, i guess you're talking about the baby now Yeah, it's 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 and then you got to think that Letty is pregnant. Yeah, so they so, talking about the baby, I guess. Well, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? The way this show going, it could be bl- magic and everybody blood at this point. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have had sex with William, so the sperm. I mean, Christina, oh my god! So, <laughs> you know, I'm just hey, what, whatever, whatever. I don't know. I'm enjoying the ride, <laughs> so. I do want to say, like, two things, because you know, you know, in the past episodes, I've been trying to keep up with the the references to, like, Emmett Till and, you know, the actual factual little snippets and things like that. Mm-hmm. The, the one that I do want to mention is when we see Hippolyta getting on the road after she and Cuss tick out <laughs> is the black lady that's on a motorcycle. Um, that was actually a nod to Betsy Stringfield. And I had to look it up myself uh, because I was like, they don't put anything in this episode that don't mean something. So to see her riding by, I was like, let me research this. And sure enough, it's a nod to a lady named Betsy Stringfield, who was the first black woman to do cross country on a motorcycle. So I thought that was interesting because this is all about woman power and black woman power so to put her in this episode as well and see Hippolyta like oh yeah look at girl getting it on the motorcycle <laughs> you know it was just it was real cute and it's also a nod to history so that that was that was nice and the quick thing and then we we can deep dive into the topics you want to was my Emmett Till they did mention him again in this episode and it was when, um, like I said, Ruby was babysitting anyway while Hippolyta was on the road. Diana had her friends over again, and they were playing spades with Letty and everything. And and the little boy said, when does Bobo get back? Because he know how to play. And again, with me watching this, I'm like, and I hear these, like, I don't want to call it Easter eggs, but little nods to, to history. It was just like, oh, wow, like this is really the summer that, you know, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a little gut wrenching too, to hear it kind of, this show does a good job of getting you in the fantasy and the, the magic world. And then brings you right back to reality. Like this is still 19, the mid 1950s for us. Real shit is still going on too. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. And I got to, uh, someone telling me it's going to be that, Final episode of the season gonna be so heartbreaking because I feel like it's gonna be like they gonna find out about Bobo and Mattel, the you know that episode. Like it's, yeah. I feel like that's when they are gonna find out because they as, as you see they keep dropping nuggets like every almost every episode. 
Yep. And it's it's just it's just it's just crazy when you like I said you watch it and you're getting into the fantasy and the magic and the wizards, and then you hear those little snippets and it's like, damn, this this is this is real life. This is history. Like you know, we can get lost in the fantasy of it, but real shit was going on. Yeah. So. Oh, where do we? Oh, I guess we should talk about the meat of the the meat of this episode. Now, this is where uh, Hippolyta goes to the, uh, what did she actually go? The observatory. Yeah, the, observatory. Yeah, the, to, uh, I guess, try to use the machine uh, to try yeah, to find the coordinates. Yeah, the coordinates on the um, Ori that she found with the key. So she found that and got on the road yeah. to this old observatory. So when she gets there, she's trying to turn it on. Uh, trying to figure it out. Eventually, she turns it on. But when she turns it on, I guess somebody saw something was going on or heard something was going on. So they called the police, and you had two police officers come. But Tick is already uh, didn't they find the coordinates or find what she was leaving or going to? Well, remember Letty was at the house that night, you know, playing with the kids and Ruby and all that good stuff. And she went upstairs because she got nauseous. Yeah, with the garlic. Yeah, you're right. And she found the Ori. And she called she called um Tick, Tick while yeah. he was in St. Louis talking to his cousin and looking through pictures. And that's how he was able to now I don't know how he got that there that fast because he took the bus to St. Louis. So I don't know how fa- I don't know how close these two places was, but he got there in the nick of time. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, they went there in Chicago, St. Louis. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. So I'm sure it was like maybe I'm guessing. Four hours, maybe. I could be wrong. Somebody will tell me. Chicago and St. Louis, y'all let me know how long it takes to get to the place. Um, but she was in a totally different place, remember? Like, she wasn't in St. Louis. He went to St. Louis to track down the book and his distant relative. She yeah, was so in a different town. Yeah, so how the fuck did Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into all that. So as this is going on, Tick comes because they're about to. She's black and they white, and he's gonna save his aunt basically. And somehow, I don't know how the machine. Like I don't know. I guess it ripped time. Yeah, like a crack in the time, and it started blinking different universes. Yeah. So, uh, Hippolyta, the police officer. One police officer got shot. Hippolyta shot one of the policemen. One of them went through the time. Uh, so did Tick. And so did Hippolyta. And basically, this is just the Hippolyta. This is pretty much her story right here. Because <laughs> she wakes up and it's almost like she's naked. She's, uh, I, I don't want to say, I guess she might have been tested on or poked or prodded. They had her naked. So she basically put on a little garment or whatever, garnet overalls they have for her. And she's trying to get out, but she eventually gets locked in the room. And she's trying to figure out a way out. Now, I'm not sure about all this, but how much time was she in there? Because it seemed like she started going crazy. But see, that's the twist to it. Like, if you're in a different universe, is a minute really a minute? Or is a minute five hours? You know what I'm saying? So... It, it's to give you that feeling like, you know, where am I? I'm trying to figure this out. And like, she going through everything. Her and her dad used to talk about universes. Like, what is this? What it, you know, 
gravity feels different right here. This this might not be Earth anymore, you know. So I think she was just going through her her memory bank <laughs> of everything her her father have have ever talked about as far as universes. So I don't know. She might have been in there for two minutes, but <laughs> what is two minutes? Don't know. So yeah, two minutes could be tw- twenty years or two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so don't know, but I will. I will say the badass black space woman, mm-hmm. the Afro futurist. Oh, did it go? Hello. Yeah, she liked the little cartoon thing from Steve Universe. I don't know if you know that cartoon, but yeah, she liked the Afro. <laughs> I don't know names for uh, Steve Universe, so don't don't judge me. <laughs> but yeah, and that that's a move. And I want to do some personally some more research on that as far as the Afro futurist. Um like fan base like people that that look at it like what if africa what if africa was never colonized what if africa was able to develop you know technology kind of like what wakanda is you know Mm -hmm. in that universe so i definitely want to you know take a snippet from that on my own time and look into it because i heard it's a really big following so yeah i thought it was nice for them to put that in the show as far as you know that movement (laughs) So the woman guarding the uh, door is basically asking her, you know, she wants to be let out. She eventually opens the door. She's standing there. And I think she said, who are you? Did she ask her, who are yeah, you? Yeah, she said, she said, name yourself. Yeah, name yourself. There you were. That's it. And I, Hippolyte did not understand what was going on. She uh, started laughing. She said, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? Like, lady, let me out. And she just kept telling her, you're not a prisoner. Name yeah. yourself. <laughs> So basically, it gets to a point where she says, basically, tell me where you want to be and go. And she says, um, I want to be dancing with, um, uh, what's the lady's name? Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker. And boom, she's warped into time and she's on stage fucking up. (laughs) But she's on stage with Josephine Baker. And uh, yeah, so she fucked up the performance and everybody's like, messing with her like you messing up we need to get her out of here send her back to america or whatever but eventually um throughout when time goes on she started getting in and start living the life in paris and uh she's that freedom yeah that, that freedom. freedom to just be her yeah and, and her and josephine baker get close uh as this time's going on i guess you could say they became friends or whatever because they're having this conversation about you know being there in that space and time and just being free to do what they want to do and just to be who she wanted to be. And just thinking about going back home where it's completely different from where she is now. And that pain and hurt of that conversation. Cause both of them are like, you know, they understand each other. They understand where they're coming from. And it's just like, yeah, I don't want no parts of this shit. I'm free right now. And that's all, you know, well and good. But I thought that was a dope scene for those two to be having that conversation and like, cause you know, you can have a conversation with somebody and they can, you know, sympathize with you, empathize with you, but it's like, you don't really understand though. But this conversation is like, nah, like we right here with each other. So yeah, I thought that was dope. How about you? Yeah. I, I enjoyed that, that, that scene, just the freedom that I took from it, you know, first and foremost, being comfortable with your body. And, and I don't want to mess up the actress first name, but I think her last name is Miss Ellis, who plays Hippolyta. Um, just being comfortable with being naked, because um, they really stripped her of clothes this this episode. Oh, so yeah. just 
you know, empowering herself, being on stage with Josephine Baker, just being that woman, that sensuality and, you know, owning it, like not having the typical white man there to, you know, be like, this, this is my property, that kind of thing. Like she just got her sensuality back. And like I said, like we said at the beginning of the um, review, just be, this was the moment, this was the episode for Hippolyta to regain who she was. And she, she lost that part of her, that sensual, that freedom, that just walking around, smoking a cigarette, drinking some, you know, vodka, you know, whatever, you know. So I, I enjoy seeing women just being okay with themselves and, and, and owning it, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought the other thing which transitioned into her next scene was her admitting that anger, you know, like I hate white people sometimes. I want to kill them. The, and I think her most powerful line, I think she said something about, they figured a, a way to lynch me without me noticing the noose. And I was like, ain't that some shit? That's, that's really how you feel. Like, y'all, you may not physically be killing us, but you're killing our spirits. Like, you, that, that is an everyday thing. And just to see her anger, again, something that, you know, most times Black people bury and, and for this for this scene, this episode's purpose, black women, we we take that anger and build something else of it instead of owning it. So those were my my takeaways from that scene. Okay, and we transition, and she's uh, moved out of this time, and I think she's. This is when she goes to like I want to say Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is when she's moved to Africa and she's with that anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's moved into the point of now she's there's basically you need to get up and fight. No matter how many times you get knocked down, you need to get up and you need to keep fighting and you need to be strong. And mm-hmm. this is when she regains her strength. Um, because the, I guess though you want to call the warrior in the um circle is basically basically you know saying everything that they had stripped away of her and how she is then she need to be strong and she need to be able to fight and just building her back up they basically tore her down to build her back up so by the time um you know she gets knocked down and hits a couple of times she learns how to fight and then she takes back control of her you know her strength and then she's out there like a warrior they go out there like some 300 shit and fuck up some shit because <laughs> I, yeah. I was not ready for that i wasn't expect i wasn't expecting that but when she when she cut that man head off that's that that um civil war soldier yeah she, i was like and that's that ladies is an angry <laughs> black woman i loved her speech when she was like when they made us feel bad for feeling angry and telling us that it wasn't woman like to be angry like don't ever fall for that like that doesn't take your femininity away to be angry. You have a right to be angry. And and I just was like, that's what I'm talking about. Power to the women. Yeah. Um, and then we transition into is this when she go to this is space? Well, this is this this when we talk about transitions, I would I wanna make a point like if you notice in the episodes, each time she transitioned to whatever universe she kind of made a statement like when she transitioned from Josephine Baker back to Africa as a warrior, it was just simple. I am Hippolyta. Like it was just a happy, you know, kind of shout. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 
at this warrior scene when she's getting ready transition after she's owned her anger and she realizes that even after anger she found love she just said I am Hippolyta George's wife and it was just a calm transition like even out of everything that I've been through and everything I lost I found a love and that was George's and she still identifies herself because go back to the, the black space woman name yourself she was still naming herself George's wife out of everything and I oh, thought that yeah. was a tender moment yeah so this no she transitions back into the bedroom when right. they where they uh when we first saw them in the first episode and it's almost playing out it's almost playing like like it did the first time but basically she's having a conversation of everything she's been through and, and she's just being excited about things that she used to be excited about like she's like just telling you know and i did this and we saw this stars and you know and it wasn't about the travel guide from george's perspective it was him listening to her yeah her adventure and she had to have that conversation with him about what i guess the things that she let go of or the things that she i guess had to take a back seat to that she enjoyed because she was his wife and she just, you know, that's what she was. She just took care of him and took care of the child. And it was just like, yeah, this is what I am. But she wasn't living anymore. She wasn't being who was she meant to be because she was just, she became content being just the wife. And she had to have that conversation with him. And he's hearing all this and he's like, wait, wait a minute. Am I still alive in that universe? And she's just basically like, you alive now. So it don't really matter. Like she's getting to see him again and getting to tell him all these things and just basically the same things that they used to do. She has her own stories to tell, like Tiffany said, and she's telling it to him. So they have that conversation and now they both, she's taking him with him to space now and they're in space. And um, I think it's a poem going on or a speech. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's by, um, it's, and again, something else that I, took it upon myself to look up it was it's a jazz artist um that goes by the name of sun Ra, uh, literally spelled s-u-n-r-a um that and it is it's it's so perfect like shout out to these creators like he's a uh, he was an artist that actually believed that he is an alien even though he's black and i know people so bear with me for a minute. He really feels like he's an alien. So that's why that speech was saying we are presented to them as myths. We're speaking, we're trying to get equal rights to people that we don't belong to. And so that's where that's, that, that speech was coming from. Yeah. So uh, she's traveling and she's having this uh, adventure, if you want to call it, with George now. They get to see all these things. And after that, I want to say it came to the end when she she met she she met the Afro lady. But now the Afro lady is like humongous now. She <laughs> and she basically tells her, "You can stay here. You can take all this stuff out your arms. You don't need them anymore." Or basically, and she's asked, "Well, can I go back home through that portal that I went through?" And she's like, "Yes, if you want to." And she's thinking like, "Well, how can I take all this stuff back with me?" Like everything that I've been through, I want to take all the bottle it up and take it with me. Um, and how do you be the same person after that experience? Like that is the the epitome of a, an awakening. Like I am all of this stuff. I am a wife. I am an angry person. 
but I know love. I'm a sensual person. You know, I'm a mother because that was the first thing that was on her mind about going back, you know, yeah. because Diana needed her. So I, I can only imagine how that would feel to, to now you got to go back to earth where you are less than nothing. Right, you, you're not. You're not even equal. You're not. And here I am floating in a universe. Right. And so that 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 in itself is a. Um, I don't know what choice I would make. I don't know. <sighs> if you got no ties, what's the point in coming back? <laughs> I don't know. If you ain't got that, I, I you. pack. I pack up some people. I'd be like, come on with me. <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, um, so the ending scene of this episode is basically Tick coming back through the portal, but we don't see Hippolyta come back through. Um, Tick wakes up because, he, well, Tick gets up because he hears the cops and the sirens coming, so he's trying to, like, turn off the machine, and he tries to pick up a, a book, a Lovecraft Country book. Uh, and so No, he came through the, the time with that, so... Not to cut you off, I that's an interesting it. twist is when he came back, he had the book in his hand already that was written by George Freeman, which is Uncle George, which puts a, a thought in it like, did they affect the universes? Like, what happened in that universe? Because on the cover, if you go back, it's a picture of Hippolyta. So it's like, did something change? And mm. he, he went to see a different universe. So I don't know if they're going to touch on that. It did say George Freeman. Now that I think about it, because I remember I said, that say George Freeman. And I, <laughs> I was trying to get a finish so I could watch. Yeah. What, what got affected through all this? Because we still, like I said, Hippolyta didn't come back through the portal or through the terror, whatever you want to call it. We don't know where she is. She probably back in Chicago like they took the elevator. <laughs> I mean, it would it would only be right. <laughs> she back at she back at home with Ruby and Letty. They have a double. But the twisted, well, not twist, but the big uh, doom 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 moment in this episode is that Tick leaves, but he didn't. I don't think he knew. No, he didn't know. But basically, the the comic book or the comic strip that uh, her daughter made is right under the under the where the, the policeman that they shot. He's laying like right under it, but you still see it sticking out with her name on it. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a, a red arrow right back to them. First and last name, Deanna Freeman. So yep. it's like, it, it's, it's, yeah. So I don't know how they're going to twist this. Is this going to be a reality episode next time where it's just a straight black woman trying to survive, you know, the police chasing them? Or is it going to be some sci fi? twisted into that that's gonna be interesting because yeah. then that would be diana's story i guess at that point i mean they chasing her might as well <laughs> i mean all everybody got a episodes i mean maybe she need hers too she playing that she's playing a significant role in all this um yeah i just thought this episode was gorgeous i thought it was just like a beautiful scene like they just so many scenes were just so beautiful and how they did especially when they went to space and the things that I think sometimes I take for granted watching it's just how much how much talent it takes to like set you know set you know make those scenes look like the way they're supposed to look because remember they on a television budget you know I mean you know I know HBO got dough don't get it twisted but it ain't like they making a movie they making like ten episodes or and you're taking episodes. a chance on a new idea yeah that, like 
you want me to give you how much money to do what? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, so. I've seen people, I can tell you, we're on episode seven now. I saw people hop off on episode two. Now back talking about, oh, I got to go watch the other ones. Because I jumped off because I didn't know what was happening. But I think word of mouth is really carrying this show. I really do. Have, every, they, have they um announced the second season yet? You know how some shows do it. I haven't seen anything. I can tell you but, right now. Let's look it up before we get up out of here. Because uh, they usually announce it around this time. Uh, let's see. I don't see anything yet. So maybe they're waiting off to maybe episode nine or something. They used, you know, when I usually hear that after the last episode of the season. Because mm. I've seen some TV shows that get that straight out out the way. Like, yes, we already got renewed for a second season. So maybe they, you know, holding out towards the end. Because a lot of people. Interesting. A lot of people trying to understand is this is this is going to be like a one off kind of like how Watchmen was. It's too much, though, because because here's the thing, like once everything gets settled out, let's say Tick and Letty find this book through his family, you know, you know, searching through all that. You can't just drop me off like that. Are y'all going to have a baby? Are y'all going to take this magic further? Is Ruby and Christina going to have this, uh, you know, relationship? Montrose going to finally be OK with being, you know, gay like okay. Here's it's the situation. Storylines. Yeah, but here's the situation. It's a limited series, so usually what that means is it's usually one. Uh, you know, it's a self-contained one story, one season thing. But they have said HBO has, you know, added more seasons. You know, I think they did it. The thing they said they did it with Perry Mason. Uh, that they, you know, wanted another season, so they're doing another season. So we'll see. I'm sure if fans are watching. I think you could pull another story out, but it may not be the same characters. Maybe something totally, completely different. Kind of like how they did True Detective. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> um, but yes. no, I mean, but they got enough with these characters that I feel like it could at least be a season two. Like one, because like season one is the search for this magic. You know what I'm saying? Like the search for my place in this magic world. Season two could at least be about, you know, them once they find this, how does it change everything else? Well, every other aspect. The problem with that is everybody going, these people are becoming bigger. Like uh, 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 Jonathan Majors, he is like, he's like, <laughs> he's about to be in a Marvel movie. And you know, if he's going to be in a Marvel movie, you know, he's going to be probably be in more than one movie. Uh, Janae Smollett, Smollett, she, like I said, she's, you know what I mean? It's hard to say because these people are getting hot. But we don't know. They could be filming season two right now because it takes, you know, the yeah. year prior to yeah. edit it. I'm just saying, I'm keeping hope alive. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying. Let's see how this season play out I first. I feel cause... like it could happen. Even yeah. if it's a four episode season. You, you, you absolutely you know? right. We're going to keep our fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, yep, we're going to get up out of here. That was episode number seven. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's listened so far. The numbers have stayed consistent, and I'm proud of that. Um, uh, I didn't know how this was going to turn out at first, but I'm glad, you know, me and Tiffany are doing this. And 
yeah. So I don't. I haven't watched Fargo yet. I saw you send me the text. I have not watched it yet. Yeah, I'm only. I, I need to watch the first two episodes again because I was doing other stuff. Oh boy. <laughs> so I was like. <laughs> Let me sit down and really watch these. But it looked interesting. Yeah, that's why I've been hearing. It's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's the real Jeff versus the World. And if you want to follow Tiffany, you can follow her on Instagram, quiet underscore storm 80. Uh, Look at you. Yeah, I, I can remember a little bit. Names, though. Oof, I'm getting old. Anyway, uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> anyway, we out of here until next week. Peace. Later.